Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. And Yahweh just immediately hits me and says, I want you to sit down, I want you to write. And I was like, all right. So I, I sat down and I got on my computer and I started to... To, to go to type, and the only thing that came out immediately was the time is now, dot, dot, dot. And I just stopped. And I was like, and what else? Where else am I going with this? What should I do? And he just said, focus on that. Keep reading this. And so I'm writing, the time is now. The time is now. The time is now. And all of a sudden, these words started to flow out of me. Now, this is not something that I sat there and tried to refine and try to do. If I read this and it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. I just know what he gave to me last night, and I've read through it once. So bear with me, but I believe I'm supposed to begin this morning with this. It says this, the time is now. The day of the just getting by is over. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. We are to be fruitful and multiply, to be lenders and not borrowers, to walk in health and not sickness, to be filled with faith and not fear, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to be a people of righteousness, peace, and joy, to be filled with hope and confidence. The casual days of Christianity have come to an end. There is no longer fruit that will come from that tree. The kingdom of God is not a hobby, an interest, or a crutch. It is not something you simply do as a morning devotional or a Sunday church service. It is a new life that requires a new lifestyle. It is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. The time is now. It is the day for believers to rise up in the land and to see with the eyes of the Father, those who have stepped into the covenantal agreement with Yeshua, whom cannot be swayed by the storm around them, those who are wholeheartedly convinced that they were strategically designed for this hour and are exactly where they need to be, those who live their lives to bring the knowledge of the glory of the Lord into a current reality, those who are uninterested in what the enemy or the world is doing, but are rather infatuated with the presence of God, uh, the presence of a good, good father who is also the commander of angel armies. It is the day for sons and daughters to be convinced that his promises will never fail, that his plan will surely come to pass, that the light has and always will shine out the darkness, and that this kingdom is moving from glory to glory, goodness to goodness, faith to faith, hope to hope, joy and peace are going to stream like rivers in the desert. The time is now. All over the world, the Holy Spirit is leading and banding together tribes of believers who are less worried about politics, position, and theology in the church and are rather seeking after the one thing that is necessary. These will be the ones who will experience a supernatural love and power that will actually transform atmospheres, people, families, and nations. These tribes by, will, by way of holiness, become beacons to those searching for something real. They will be lighthouses to those who have been lost. They will be the evidence of an unseen world. The presence they carry will awaken people wherever they go. The presence they carry will calm storms, dismantle wars, and reveal hidden things. They will be sought after by 
by leaders and people of influence. People will desire to share their heart with them and not know why. Their land and their homes will greatly prosper. Everything they touch will become glory-filled and testify of the goodness of Abba. Signs and wonders will mark their gathering places. Unexplainable miracles will mark their lives. The time is now. Sons and daughters, you must lay down your sword, pick up your ephods, and give the battle of your lives, health, finances, family, nations, everything to the Lord. There is no partial trust in this day. He is who he says he is, Yahweh, the great I am, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. With one word, he can change everything. He will reveal what needs to be revealed and conceal what needs to be concealed. He will hide you in the shadows of his wings and you will fear nothing. Do not wait in your faith. Be strong. Be rooted. Cut off any source that causes your eyes to see anything other than him. There is no tomorrow without today. There is no next generation without the current generation. Our job is not to look to pass the baton. Our job is to run and finish the race that was set before us. So throw off any weight that is slowing you down and fix your aim. You are the answer and the time is now. I don't get words like that often. He doesn't speak to me or through me like that. But I truly, truly, truly believe and know that there is something stirring right now. And if your eyes are focused right here in our little sphere, you're not seeing what Yahweh is actually seeing and what he's actually doing. I truly believe and have started to see that this is not an uncommon thing, what we're experiencing. It's not talked about. It's not going to be broadcasted on mainstream media. It's not going to be something you see on Facebook streams because the people that are experiencing the true, authentic, real presence of Yahweh like we are are less worried about trying to broadcast it, manifest it to other people, to brand it, and to sell it. And they're way more worried about having it, stoking that flame, completely protecting their hearts and minds from everything that could ever try to come and quill that thing. But it's happening all over the planet. I believe Holy Spirit spoken this to me, that all over the planet there are these little flames that you'll start to see. If you could look at it from a, a global perspective, you would start to see flames lighting up different locations where there are bands of people that are being drawn together for one single purpose, and that is to focus their eyes on what he is saying and what he is doing. I believe that this house is one of those. And flames are not meant to just stay there. You talked about going viral. This thing is meant to go viral, and I don't mean on YouTube. I love that, by the way. It's awesome. But like this virus is spreading and is so contagious, so should be the will of Yahweh. So should be his heart. We should not be able to get close enough to somebody without them asking, who are you? 
whether they verbalize it or just feel it. I believe there's days coming that it is just your presence and the things that you've been seated in, the things that you carry that will absolutely change atmospheres in people's hearts. And this last part, as I wrote it, hit me so, so strong because as, as, a, as a leader, I always wanted to make sure like, you know, I'm not gonna be one that's, passing the baton I'm going to be the one throwing the baton to the next generation but that mentality is always about tomorrow and tomorrow never takes place if today does not take place the next generation has got to stand on our shoulders we have got to be more focused about the race that we're running I don't care if you're two or 172 it doesn't matter you are alive you have breath and he's still working through you not the pastors and the preachers, not those that seem to be a little more spiritually enlightened, not the ones that can quote Bible verses, not just the ones that know all the worship songs and the top hits, not just the ones that seemingly are more sensitive uh, than others. It's you. It's you, the one that has questions at night. It's you, the one that has been questioning why things are taking place the way that they have been taking place. It's you that are more focused on the enemy than him He's saying, I want you. I want you. You're just as important as Joseph speaking from a microphone. The most powerful men in the world, the most powerful women in the world do not sit in the White House. They don't sit in a mansion. They don't sit in castles. They're not in Afghanistan. They're not on a battlefield. There is no more powerful man or woman than that man or woman that is seated at their own home in their own recliner and on their own couch, watching their kids and their families play and being so much more convinced of the good, good father who's got this whole thing under control. And so what they're doing is praying into existence, heaven on earth, instead of sitting there worrying about the circumstances that swirl that they're meant to invade. They're meant to change. No more powerful of a woman than the woman right here holding her baby, carrying in her arms the next generation, carrying in her belly wherever your wife is, the next generation. These, these people that are, are literally carriers of a promise. So convinced of his goodness so sure of his faithfulness, constantly rehearsing the word that literally opened their mouths is so much more dangerous to the enemy than you being aware of what the enemy is doing. So there is no tomorrow without today. There is no next generation without the current generation. Our job is not to look to pass the baton. Our job is to run and finish the race that was set before us. So throw off any weight that is slowing you down. Hear that again. Throw off any weight. Any weight that is slowing you down. Holy Spirit, I ask you to just just reveal that in everybody's heart today. What is that weight? What is that weight? What is the thing that is holding you down? What is the thing that is catching your gaze? What is the thing that's turning your face away from his face? Yahweh, I ask that you just reveal that right now in the heart. And then when that's revealed, fix your aim. Because you're the answer. There's not another answer. 
It's the Christ in you that is the hope of glory. That's how vital. That's how important. The time is now. The time is now. I want us to, I'm going to be brief this morning, I think, 50% chance. But I really, I just, I felt the need to deliver that this morning and to say this. It's, we need to start to, uh, we should be way more aware of Yahweh's presence than we are of the things going wrong. Does that make sense? I mean, it's simple, but I, I don't mean that from a global scale. I do mean that from a global scale, but I mean that in a personal situation. Our issues that we face in our lives are not typically that big of a deal. They don't really become major circumstantial issues or problems until we make the choice to elevate those things above the nature of Abba. And how do we do that? By looking at them. By constantly being aware of the issue that you are facing and not being able to just trust him completely. We have a choice. There's, there's a, a natural response that we go through and everybody knows this response. It's, it's called the fight or flight response. Right? You know that? Three of us do. It means that it's, it's, a, it's a psychological uh, response to an assumed harm, right? It's a psychological thing that our bodies actually go through when we think that there's, there's something that could harm us, something that could kill us, something that could be bad for our situation. We have two options. One is that we fight that thing. We stand and we face it head on and we do everything that we can to defeat that harm that's in front of us. The other thing is to run away from it as fast as you can and hope that it doesn't chase you. (laughs) But neither one of those are biblical responses to circumstances. We have one option. Doesn't mean naturally those things don't come up, right? It's a psychological response that we go through. Do we fight this thing? Do we flight? Do, what do we do? Well, how should we respond to this? How do I save my family? I'm going to tell you right now in this hour, Yahweh is calling this people, calling us to come into a place of complete trust. There is no fight and there is no flight. There is trust. One thing. Simplify it. No other options. Nothing to fight. Nothing to run from. It's that he wants us to be fully rested, seated at the table in the presence of the enemies. That we are to be the light within the darkness. David, when he went to go fight Goliath, his his greatest attribute, his greatest thing is he had absolutely no idea who Goliath was. He came against him. He said, who is this that defiles my God? He didn't know the enemy. He knew his God. 
He was more convinced of who was for him than who was against him. And the Bible tells us that. The Bible says, if God be for me, then who could be against me? Well, that, that, is, that is simple in the sense of whatever comes against our lives, whether it is a sickness, whether it is a diagnosis, whether it is a relationship issue, whatever it might be in our lives, if God be for you, what in the world could ever be against you? But we are way too close. See, David never got close enough. I said he never got within range of Goliath. Not by knowledge and not on the battlefield. Yahweh gave him a perspective that was different than any other warrior could have ever had. We'll always be faced with the opportunity to put on Saul's armor. We'll always be faced with the opportunity to respond the same way that every battle warrior has responded. But like I said last week, Yahweh is not looking. The earth is not groaning and travailing for good foot soldiers to be revealed. He's not looking for you to fight his fight on his behalf. It's laughable if you put it into perspective. Well, but you know, Yahweh always works through a man. He, he comes through, yes, he does. He does. And in the Old Testament, that might come in way of war. But when Yeshua comes on the scene, show me that in his life or his teaching. In fact, it was the opposite. The only thing he really fought was religion and politics. That was his concern. Because he knew that the victory was going to be won on that cross and the resurrection. And I think that we need to come back to some of the basics of the fact that this is a victory. This isn't a fight. This is a victory that's already been won in your life, in your situation, in this world, in the United States of America, in the earth. This is a victory. Now, how does that victory come into play? It's not by us fighting it into existence. Into existence. It comes from us manifesting it into existence. It comes through his believers. The earth is groaning and travailing for sons and daughters. Never within range. Never close enough to be aware of the danger that's present. How does that take place? I, I, I don't want to leave things that aren't practical with you. Some things you just got to put out in the realm of I don't understand. But practically, David, you gave a testimony of that today with your baby. Because you didn't feel it, but you declared it. It's a choice. Fight, flight, or trust. Trust in the Lord completely. Not partially. No partial trust in the kingdom. I, uh, I remember the first time I ever went hunting was with Mike LaMonica and it was a whole situation because I was a little bit late I did not have my hunting's, hunting license uh, couldn't make it to Walmart in time and even though I'm you know 
in the media marketing world and all that kind of stuff, didn't realize I could have just done it on the way sitting in the truck, but it's beside the point. So I didn't have my hunting license, but I just went out there with Mike. He was nice enough to take me out to the land out there. And um, watching Mike LaMonica in that setting is so, so awesome. Like just certain things like walking down the trail and he's like, he's stepping on the grass and he's like, step on the grass. Don't step on that sand. I want to be able to tell if someone's been here. You know, he wants to see tracks. He wants to make sure that we don't mess anything up. He, he's taking in the smells, the aromas of the area. There's people that will talk about, I, I literally can smell that there's been a buck here. Like, it smells like a skunk to me. <laughs> but he's just like, it, 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 we, the hunt didn't start when we got up in the stand. The hunt started from the moment we started walking down the path. Everything that we were doing, where we stepped, where we looked, everything was in an awareness setting of what's taking place around us for one sole purpose of seeing that deer. And so everything was quiet. We couldn't talk too much. We couldn't do anything like that. We get up in this stand and he starts to tell me about the things to look for. And he's like, just, I, just get those binoculars and just look at the perimeter, where those trees are. It's, it's not going to be just obvious to you, but you'll see it. Just look for little different nuances and changes in the, in the, in the scenery and see if you can see, you know, some antlers come up or, or just see something move. Just, just stay fixed on all those kinds of things. So I'm out there and I'm looking. There's a good chance I pass like 25 deer, you know. Nope, that's a twig. Nope, that's a leaf. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Mike goes, there. And I'm like, where? (laughs) And all of a sudden, I was aware of this deer that looked so camouflaged that was just walking right across the perimeter. Now, I'm the one with the binoculars. I'm the one that's watched a thousand YouTube videos and is convinced that I'm getting a buck today. Probably should have started with the license, but that's beside the point. But I've watched everything. I've read everything. I'm hyped. I'm excited about it. There's no way I'm missing this. But someone who has constantly been in that world, someone who has constantly seen that thing walk across, constantly been aware of what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it smells like, how the whole situation takes place. He sees it when no one else can. And I believe that that is exactly the kind of awareness we should have in our day. And it only comes through way of holiness. That's, that's one of those things that can be so frustrating to people because you want your cake and eat it too. You want to be able to look at the things of this world, be super knowledgeable about everything going on, just in case. Just in case. And you think you can balance the two worlds. They're not the same thing. They don't exist together. And so when we sit there and we, we focus our eyes and we want, to, we want to look at everything else going wrong in the world and then sit here and go, well, but no, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah, on Sundays I declare, we believe and clap and the banjo's going so we can, yep, I believe. And then Monday we're looking again. 
Joseph, you preach about this every Sunday and I will continue to preach about this every single Sunday because I'm telling you, the call is holiness. Why? There needs to be an awareness brought about in our lives. Hebrews and Hebrews 5 talks about the training of our senses to be able to discern between good and evil. Now we can go down that whole revelation of what the good and evil actually meant. It's not about right and, ro- right and wrong. It's about what is Yahweh and what is not Yahweh. But the point I'm trying to make here is that there is an ability for us to train and our actually responsibility for us to train our senses to be aware of Yahweh in this present day, in this present situation. And that in fact, um, it says, I believe in that, I believe it says that it talks about, I'm just going to find it. What did I say? Hebrews 5. David, get up here and sing that song again so everybody's hyped whenever I get to this. I'm sorry, it's Hebrews 5, 12. I do have it written down. Let's read it. It's a, uh, let's start, let's actually st- stop, uh, start at 11. This is Hebrews 5, 11. It says, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. He's talking about the order of Melchizedek and we're not going to go down that train because my goodness, that could be wild but of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become dull of hearing. In other words, he's saying, I have things I want to show you in this day, but because your hearing has been dulled, doesn't mean you can't hear, it's just dulled. I can't even explain these things to you. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So he's saying that you are dull because of the things that you've been pressed into. By now, by now, we should be in a completely different place. That is not condemnation to me. I'm talking to myself. Like, that does not condemn me. What it does is it does convict my heart and say that there's so much more. And literally, my senses are not unto this world. My senses are unto him. I should be able to perceive him in every single thing that I go through. For those by reason of use have trained their senses to be able to discern. That doesn't just take place over. See, that's, we're so about this right now. First comes the, the call to holiness, which I believe is where we all still are actually, is this call to holiness, to pull ourselves out of one world and to invest our hearts into another to stop looking this way and start to only fully look at him and set the Lord before us. In that place, it's a training ground. It's not you just get spoon-fed everything, everything is just hunky-dory. In fact, trials start to come to strengthen you, to prove the strength that you have within you, and your senses start to get trained to perceive, to see with kingdom eyes what he is seeing. It's to clarify the heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they can see God. Taste and see that he is good. There's first a clarity of the heart. It says, blessed are the pure in heart. That word is clear. 
Blessed are the pure, blessed are the clear hearts. Blessed are those who are clear in heart, for they're able to see God. Blessed are those that are not constantly letting their hearts get controlled by the things swirling around them, but blessed are those that literally have pure, clear hearts because they are able to literally see God in every single thing that they do. Amen? Romans 1.18 says this. This is the Passion Translation. We've read this before, but I think, man, it is so vital, especially with what we're talking about. For God in heaven unveils his holy anger, breaking forth against every form of sin, both toward ungodliness that lives in hearts and evil actions. For the wickedness of humanity deliberately smothers the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. I love this. I love this. We, we, if we see anything other than goodness, if we see anything other than Yahweh Almighty God working on our behalves, that's because we've allowed the wicked things of this world to convince us otherwise. That's just the bottom line biblical truth. If you're in fear, it's because you've believed something contrary to the word of God. That's it. Now change, shift, adjust, make the change and make the commitment to move forward. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively for he has embedded the knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition, tr- opposition to truth cannot be excused on basis of ignorance because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived for seeing the visible makes us understand the un- invisible. So then, this leaves everyone without excuse. This is meant to be a, I feel like the last few times I've spoken, it it comes off as like, almost like I'm, I'm upset. If I'm upset about anything, I'm upset with myself, I'm upset with where, where we might be now, but not because I'm like mad, but because I know the influence we're supposed to have. And I just don't want to do common church and I don't want to just do common life. I, I want us to have influence in the world around us. And I believe that we are, but I also believe that the powers of darkness, if they're doing anything at all, if the world is doing anything at all, it's dumbing down Christians to believe that they don't have to do, they can't do anything other than sling a sword around. They can't do anything other than just sit back and just hope. Do you realize prayer is more powerful than anything else you could ever do. And I don't just mean just a simple whatever prayer. I'm talking about prayer, meaning communion with Yahweh. The other day I I talked to my son because they have soccer practice and they pray before. They say, who wants to pray uh, before soccer practice or after soccer practice, whenever they do it, or before a game, after the game? And Frank will always be like, oh. No, no, never mind. And one of the reasons I know that Frank does that is because Frank is so by the book. Where Leo is the complete opposite, Frank is by the book. 
If the cars are supposed to go this way down the track, don't make them go the other way around the track. If they're meant to be set up like this, don't set them up like that. If the picture looks like this, build it like this. Don't do something crazy. That's how he works. That's just how he is. And so, uh, so he, he, he sees these boys and girls when they volunteer to pray, do it a certain way. And so the other day, I just had this, it's been on my heart, and I said, son, do you know that whenever daddy prays or whenever these kids are praying, they are, do not, you don't have to start with Yahweh, and you don't have to even end within the name of Jesus. Really, what it is, that's all things that we do, but really the truth is, is it's just talking to Yahweh, like you're talking to your daddy. It's, it's what I do to Yahweh whenever I need something. It's what I do to Yahweh whenever I just want to talk to him about my life. It's what I do to Yahweh whenever I just want to hear him. It's just talking to Yahweh. So if you're going to pray over your soccer team, you don't have to do it a certain way by the book, son. Just talk to him. And I could see him sitting back there and things starting to click. But the truth is, is that this prayer thing is so powerful because it is literally opening a gateway from heaven to earth. That's how we have to see it, not just a Hail Mary pass. This is not what prayer is. Intercessors are not about possibility. They're about impossibility. You don't need to pray because someone has the sniffles. That's fine. Pray over them, bless them, but you know they're going to get better. You need to pray when someone says, I literally just got a diagnosis of stage four cancer. I got a diagnosis of stage one. I got, I got a diagnosis. My relationship is failing right now. These are the times when intercessors are meant to step in and pray those things that are not right now into existence and see impossibilities start to become possible in every aspect of our lives. If we're not dreaming like that, we're not dreaming. If we're not believing like that, we're not believers. We have to have faith like that. It would be like telling one of these kids, like, okay, hey, do you see this person right here? Like, if I told my own son this, let's just, let's put Frank out there because we know he's by the book. But if, if I said, son, this person right here is dying. Five days from now, they will be dead. But if we pray they're going to be healed right now. This, I'm not talking about the exercise of it. Don't get, I'm using an analogy. I'm talking about the belief like a child, the faith like a child. If I said that to Frank, there's not an ounce of him that believes any different than what the father just told him. Nothing in his heart that questions what I just told him. Nothing in his heart that questions the natural thing that this is a diagnosis, but also does not question the fact that I say you and me are the answer to this whole problem. We have clouded hearts. We don't really believe like that. But that's why those that can believe like a child, those that are not so muddied in the water because they've been through life situation and they've seen that person die of cancer and this person die of cancer, that financial situation work, not work out and that relationship not work out and these things and that things. And I've seen politics like this before. And oh man, this pandemic thing. And oh man, this. Because they've seen that, they believe that and they've come into agreement and they've actually kind of disqualified themselves from manifesting the truth that's supposed to stream through them 
They're too close. You're too in range. You're too convinced of what takes place. It's those that, like a child, can shake it off and to just believe the Father today. Believe what he's speaking today and honestly know and can perceive his voice in every single situation. I'm going to read one more thing and we'll be done. This is a very common scripture, common passage, common story, whatever you want to call it, parable, I guess. Yeshua is speaking to these Pharisees. It's found in John 10. We're going to start in verse 1. Jesus said to the Pharisees, listen to this eternal truth. The person who sneaks over the wall to enter into the sheep's sheep pen rather than coming through the gate reveals himself as a thief coming to steal. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate and because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd. For he calls his own by name and leads them out. For they belong to him. It's, it's always funny to me when Yahweh shows me these things, how like the world tries to take things and manipulate them. And one of the things that I think probably the Republican side of, of people say this, and even the Democrat side of things, they always call people sheep. Well, you're just sheep being led out to the slaughter. You're just sheep. Actually, if you're not listening to the shepherd and being the sheep that you're meant to be, you're the opposite, and you all are the world sheep being led out to the slaughter. I believe the only sheep we can be and that we should be are those attuned to the voice of Yeshua, who is the good shepherd calling us forth. Anything else, right side, left side, it does not matter. Anything else is contrary to the kingdom of Yahweh, and you're too close to the battle. You are ineffective. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate and because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd for he calls his own by name and leads them out for they belong to him. And when he has brought out all his sheep, he walks ahead of them and they will follow him for they are familiar with his voice. But they will run away from strangers and never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. Jesus told the Pharisees this parable, and even though they didn't understand a word of what it meant. So Jesus went uh, over it again. I speak to you eternal truth. Meaning this right now that was spoken 2,000 years ago is eternal and it's true today. I am the gate for the flock. All those who broke in before me are thieves who came to steal. All those, even the ones with good intentions, even the ones that seem morally right and seem culturally accurate and seem like they're doing things the right way, he calls them all wrong. He says, he calls them all thieves whom came to steal, but the sheep never listened to them. I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life. <laughs> I am the gateway. If you want to experience life, you have to enter through me. And listen to these words that's used. To enter through me is to experience life, is to experience freedom, 
and satisfaction. I love our nation and I love the freedoms we experience, but my freedom comes from one. My freedom comes from him. I'm free today and I'm free indeed because of who he was and who he believed and knew he was as the son of God and did what he was called to do and finished strong what he was called to finish. That's why I have freedom today. That is not to take away from any of our soldiers or any of these people understand my heart and what I'm saying here today. I'm so thankful and honor them and and respect them, especially in a time like this of everything going on. Man, I, I pray for them. I pray for leaders. I'm not taking away from that, but I am telling you that there is one gateway, one, not one and then partially. It's one single gateway. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. But the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd because he has no heart for the sheep. He will run away and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming. And then the wolf mauls the sheep, drags them off, and scatters them. I, what's the next word? I, is it not up there yet? Come on. Y'all following along? And next. I, it's highlighted in my book, so it really pops. I am the good shepherd. Again, let's say it together. I alone am the good shepherd. I alone am the good shepherd. And I know those hearts, what is going on? I know those whose hearts are mine. I alone am the good shepherd, and I know those whose hearts are mine, for they recognize me and know me, just as my Father knows my heart and I know my Father's heart. I am ready to give my life for the sheep. (laughs) Sometimes we're too familiar with these scriptures and these stories and these parables and these things that they just become fairy tales. And it's time to step back and to evaluate and to see that this is more true than what you see in front of you every single day and what the world's feeding you. I'm telling you that this is the answer. So y'all stand with me this morning. One more time, I'm going to read this over us. I'm going to read this prophetic declaration. Uh, David, Jonathan, let's just get the whole worship team up here. Let's do believe one more time just to close us out. Get your kick drum up here now. It's essential for sure. I want you to lift your hands unless you're holding the baby. Don't do it. The time is now. The day of just getting by is over. We are called to walk in prosperity and power. 
We are to be fruitful and multiply, to be lenders and not borrowers, to walk in health and not sickness, to be filled with faith and not fear, to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, to be people of righteousness, peace, and joy, to be filled with hope and confidence. The casual days of Christianity have come to an end. There is no longer fruit that will come from that tree. The kingdom of God is not a hobby, an interest, or a crutch. It is something you, it's not something you simply do as a morning devotional or Sunday church service. It is a new life that requires a new lifestyle. It is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. The time is now. It is the day for believers to rise up in the land and to see with the eyes of the Father. Those who have stepped into a covenantal agreement with Yeshua, whom cannot be swayed by the storm around them. Those who are wholeheartedly convinced that they were strategically designed for this hour and are exactly where they need to be. Those who live their lives to bring the knowledge of the glory of the Lord into a current reality. Those who are uninterested in what the enemy or the world is doing, but rather are infatuated with the presence of the good, good Father, who is also the commander of angel armies. It is the day for sons and daughters to be convinced that His promises will never fail, that His plan will surely come to pass, that the light has and always will shine out the darkness, and that the kingdom is moving from glory to glory, goodness to goodness, faith to faith, hope to hope, joy and peace are going to stream like rivers in the desert. The time is now. All over the world, the Holy Spirit is leading and banding together tribes of believers who are less worried about politics, position, and theology in the church and are rather seeking after the one thing that is necessary. These will be the ones who will experience the supernatural love and power that will actually transform atmospheres, people, families, and nations. These tribes will be, by way of holiness, become beacons to those searching for something that is real. They will be lighthouses to those who have been lost. They will be evidence of an unseen world. The presence they carry will awaken people wherever they go. The presence they carry will calm stores, dismantle wars, and reveal hidden things. They will be sought after by leaders and people of influence. People will desire to share their heart with them and not know why. Their land and their homes will greatly prosper. Everything they touch will become glory-filled and testify of the goodness of Abba. Signs and wonders will mark their gathering places. Unexplainable miracles will mark their lives. The time is now. Sons and daughters, you must lay down your sword, pick up your ephods, and give the battle of your lives, of your health, of your finances, family, and the nation, everything to the Lord. There is no partial trust in this day. He is who he says he is, Yahweh, the great I am, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. With one word, he can change everything. He will reveal what needs to be revealed and conceal what needs to be concealed. He will hide you in the shadows of his wings and you will fear nothing. Do not waver in your faith. Be strong. Be rooted. Cut off any source that causes your eyes to see anything other than him. There is no tomorrow without today. There is no next generation without the current generation. Our job is not to look to pass the baton. Our job is to run and finish the race that was set before us. So throw off any weight that is slowing you down and fix your aim. You are the answer and the time is now. Amen. Let's just declare this song over our week, over our life, over every single situation. 
that thing that I said Holy Spirit needed to reveal to you, that thing that's weighting you down, the thing that's causing you to lose focus, lose aim, let's put that before us today and declare this song that we believe, that we believe that we're coming into a covenantal agreement with who he is and what he says over our lives. Amen. All right. I love you guys. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.